Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. After record growth in the real estate values in the Ottawa area, what's next? Hello, I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. That's a good thing. And we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tools, and some tips that we all need, we all deserve. You, I, everyone to turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Okay, record growth is incredible. And Mm -hmm. maybe the way to do it is to protect your growth. Interesting. Yeah, and I think on this show, you're going to learn how to protect the growth that you've already had, and there may even be more growth. Right. And so number one, the first thing I'm going to say, which is easy to do, and in fact, it's really easy not to do. What's that? That is maintain everything in your house. Because what I have seen so many times, when maintenance hasn't been done, when it needs to be done, and maybe you're a culprit, and I know that we're culprits at times. No, don't say it so. Like the leaking faucet that you try to repair, but it doesn't really work, and then you don't get it repaired, and then it leaks a lot and either causes damage to the cabinet underneath or it creates an issue with your septic system. Maintenance that is deferred often gets bigger. Yes, and I've noticed that with our shingles because our Mm -hmm. shingles are getting up to, how many years old are they? 19. No way. They're 19 years old. Well, they're a really high-end shingle. They look really good for 19 years old. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons they do is about every year or every second year, we have someone come, he gets up on the roof, he retars things, he replaces any worn shingles, any shingles that maybe blew off in the windstorm. We had a windstorm about maybe three, four weeks ago that was quite strong. Get your binoculars out or your iPhone on Zoom or whatever you've got to get back from your house and look at your shingles. Right. And because if you don't do it, maybe you find out that there is blown off shingles that could have been repaired, simple maintenance, and now you've got major drywall damage, you might have some mold growing, you've got ruined insulation, now it goes down the wall in between the wall cavity, now you're ripping out walls inside, outside, you're maybe even going into the basement. Like, this is the real stuff we've seen. You're like depressing me now. You know, (laughs) And, and yet, it doesn't have to be depressing. As long as you handle the maintenance. Anytime I've gone into a home, which I've seen a lot of these, where the maintenance was deferred, meaning it wasn't handled when it could have been handled. Even when somebody gets their house ready for market and gets all that maintenance that should have been done over like a 10-year period that was just sitting there undone, you can kind of feel it in a house. There's still telltale you can tell a house that was just gotten ready for market or one that has been maintained continuously has uh, maybe been upgraded as they go along right and so 
tip if you want to increase and, in fact, maintain the value for home, continuing to grow up with whatever the market's doing, but not decreasing it, is handle the maintenance. Every season, really, at least twice a year, you want to do the maintenance check, right? When you had your building inspection, when you bought your house, almost assure if you, you had one. if you had one and in this market <laughs> that maybe you didn't, in many markets you would have had, you got a maintenance checklist. And that was things like check the caulking. It's simple on the outside, but if you don't check the caulking, water can seep in and now damage the wall. Mm-hmm. Under, one place to particularly look is underneath your doors, underneath patio doors, where there's decks, where there's lintels. Check that there's no place for water to get in. We once had to replace a whole lot of our flooring and subflooring and rip out a good portion of the kitchen because water had gotten in underneath. We couldn't see it. And if we just maintained it ongoingly, so even as realtors, we mess it up. So we're not giving you trouble yeah. for something we haven't done yeah, wrong. this sister some joists because even the joists mm-hmm. were starting to rot near the edge. Right. So these are simple maintenance items. Grab a, you can text us for a great list of maintenance items. If you didn't get a one at your building inspection, there's lots of super maintenance lists online. Just walk around the outside of your house, the inside of your house to make sure those things are handled because you're protecting yeah. significant value in your house. That's number one. Now, yeah. Number two is many mm. times people want to upgrade, uh, right? I love upgrading. It's so much more fun yeah. than maintaining. Yeah, maintaining sure. is a drag. Well, sometimes when you're maintaining something, rather than just fixing it, it's mm. easier to replace it or more beneficial to replace it. Right. So let's talk about different things that people like to upgrade, be like kitchens, bathrooms. But then there's flooring counters. Yeah. So if someone's going to replace flooring, what's your recommendation in the quality to buy? Well, it does depend on the value of the home. It does depend on what is expected in that price range of home. Okay. Right? Because depending on the value of the home, there is different expectations from the buyer in the marketplace. So that's just a little caveat with before I say what I'm about to say. The thing to think about is how can I get longevity out of the flooring? If I'm going to stay there for a season yet, putting in hardwood or engineered hardwood, good quality, may give me three times the lifespan of putting in carpet. may cost me twice as much, but I get three times the life. So in fact, it's costing me less. Yeah, like like if you're going to put in ceramic floor. Put in a good subfloor, put in a porcelain tile, which is stronger than a ceramic tile, typically. Put in something that's durable, because if it starts to crack, then your money's wasted. Whereas if you put something in, and I say this for countertops too, like if you're going to replace your countertop and you have laminate, maybe spend three times the amount of money and put in granite or quartz, because if you go to sell in, say, five years or ten years, it's not out of style because as long as you didn't choose stone, blue or green but, or orange. But stone doesn't go out of style. The color right? does. Stay neutral. Granite. Granite eh, it doesn't go out of style. Come on. I'm going to fight you on this one. Well, I've been into green granite houses. Of green granite. granite? Well, that's houses. just ridiculous. There's lots of it. It was the style <laughs> for a season. So what he's saying is go neutral. He is saying go neutral well, and go stone. what you like. Yeah. But the beauty is in five or ten years, it's going to look almost identical to the day it was installed 
Whereas if you went with a laminate, it probably, it's probably the seams are, <laughs> are swelling and whatever. And so now it's due to be replaced again to sell your home. Whereas the other, you've enjoyed it. It's increased the value of your home and it's, and it's great for the sale. Right. That's what I'm saying. And you, I think that's what you're saying with the flooring too. Buy something exactly that doesn't have saying. to be torn up when you go to sell. And so one thing you might be thinking about in relation to the flooring is if you have pads whose claws dig in, you might want an engineered floor that had a harder surface. But mm -hmm. the advantage in, of course, hardwood is you can refinish it several times. So you really want to look at your lifestyle and compare it to the upgrade. And then here's the trick. Don't over upgrade for what the home is and for what the mm -hmm. expectations are in the market, unless you're just doing it for yourself. If you're doing it for yourself, have at it. Yeah, and if you've got, third thing is take advantage of programs. Like mm -hmm. they've got the Go Green program right now, up to $5,000 credit towards your, your windows, doors, uh, furnace, insulation, stuff yeah. like that. So there are some steps to go through and you can research that on Google. Yeah. So safeguarding your home is a great way to build wealth. Are there ways to protect the value in my home by choosing the right mortgage? Mm. We've created for you free access to over 503 episodes where we share insider tips, how to grow wealth, how to make the most out of your home, and in general, just how to live a better life. And so you can get access to those from your home, the office, or even on the go. So the answer is absolutely Ken Decker. Hmm. And we're going to discuss three different ways that you can protect yourself from variations in the market. Protect, well, protect yourself, protect your mortgage. I guess it is protecting yourself, isn't it? Because if it brings 100%. more peace to you, then really even it's protection from a financial perspective, it really is about protecting you and your family. Hmm. Well and said. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, I got to <laughs> write that one down on the walls. So the market we can't control, you can't control whether the market is going up or the market is going down because we've had such an increasing market lately and some predict it's going to continue, <laughs> some predict it's not yeah, going to continue. Were, there was a, a, a large real estate company who will remain nameless who recently said that the values in Canada will go up by 9% in 2022. And what I say is there's no way that they can say that. They just pulled that out of thin air. Yeah, okay, I'll say thin air. Uh, they just pulled it. They don't know. Who knows what the market's going to do? Who knows what inflation's going to do? But we do know that inflation is on the rise. We do know that incomes are going to increase. We do know that prices are getting more expensive for shipping, for fuel, for food, Everything, so we are in an inflation state. And, and we also we've been know something told else. The mortgage rates are going up. The mortgage interest they rate. always go up. Right. With when, inflation. With inflation. Do you know why? Go ahead. <laughs> I love this stuff. Interest rates have to go up for two reasons. One is the government wants to curtail inflation. So when they make it more expensive for people to spend by borrowing, it brings down or settles inflation. 
But the second reason is your money is becoming less worthy, less worth. Worthless. Worthless. Yeah, less worthy. That's a horrible word. That's okay, though. But your money is actually going down in value. Yeah, because it costs more to buy the same thing in a year or two. Mm -hmm. And guess who wants to protect their money? Everyone. Everyone does, (laughs) but the banks do. So they, if their money's becoming less valuable over time, so let's say inflation rate is 5%, for instance. It's been hovering around 1%, 2%. That's where the government likes it to be. But I think we're running around 4 right now, and it might be 5 6 7% in the future, maybe even 10 Ooh, double digit. That would yeah. be scary. Okay, I think 80s, it was running around 12%. Yeah, it was. And where were the interest rates? 22 21 18, 18 for mortgages, in, right? Well, up into the, up 20s. To the 20s. And the reason why mm-hmm. is the banks are going to loan that money out they want it to be worth more when they get it back than when they loaned it. So the interest rates have to be above inflation. Mm-hmm. So right now, interest rates are sitting, long-term interest rates, maybe 2%, right? Yep. What's inflation rate right now? What did I say? You said 4 or 5 Yeah. right now. Banks aren't going to allow the interest rates to stay at 2%. It's it, not going to happen, can't folks. It can't happen. So for the last 10 years... If you had variable rate mortgages, you were the winner. You're the winner. You're the winner for the last decade because that saved you money. And now moving forward. Ken's projection is the people locked in are going to save money over the next 10 years. Right. So if you're on a variable rate, it's time to twice. Think twice. Right. It's time to have a conversation with your mortgage specialist and Mm -hmm. someone that actually has your best interest at heart. Like somebody that gets the difference between having a variable in a low interest rate time and having a variable in a high interest rate time. Well, it still will, if, if you buy it in a high interest time, it's still oh, going to be cheaper than the long term. Yes. The difference is if the rates are increasing, you don't want to be in a variable rate right. mortgage. That's what I'm talking about. That's what if I'm talking about. Right where We're you on are, the same page. We are. <laughs> we don't know. We speak the same language and we're usually on the same page. We speak English. <laughs> yeah, I know. But <laughs> and we can get our words tripped. Okay. So just be really rethink. I think the big point here is rethink your mortgage strategy if you've been in a variable rate. Mm-hmm. Take the time to have some conversations, do some research, and consider when the right time might be to lock in so that you actually, in the big picture, save a whole lot of money. Yeah. And if you're thinking, hey, mm-hmm. I've built up a bunch of equity in my house, maybe now's the time to buy an investment property or to buy a mm-hmm. bigger property, sell this one, buy a bigger property, take all that huge windfall and move it into the next size of home. That's great. Just consider when you do that, whether it's buying an investment or buying a bigger home, think about locking it in and being able to afford it. And you might want to be even five or 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. 10 year mortgages, locked in for 10 years. It might be a percent higher, but who knows what the rates are going to be in five years from now. Right. And they do what they did in the 80s. Imagine how much you've just gained. And if it doesn't happen, you're probably still not far off because the rates yeah. are so good right now. Yeah. And don't overbuy. Right. Don't buy more than you can afford. 
And then once you buy or now you're in, be careful buying toys on credit, right? Because if interest rates start to climb and you say, hey, Ken, I'm sticking with my variable rate because it's lower than the long-term fixed rate, and then they climb, you better have margin in your budget because the last thing you want to do is have to sell your home, especially with higher interest rates may put downward pressure on real estate prices. Well, it often does. If you were in the real estate market in the early 80s, do you remember the number of properties that were power sale? People just handed in their keys because unfortunately, the payment when when their mortgage came up for renewal, they couldn't handle the new payment. And if you only had 5% down or 10% down, it was less expensive to walk away than it was to lose the house to the bank six months from now or eight Mm -hmm. months from now after making the big payments. And sometimes people just didn't even qualify. Yeah. That was the bigger issue. They had almost no choice, couldn't qualify for the new payment. So this is, we're not doom and gloom today, even though I'm kind of feeling like we're talking about it (laughs) in a doom and gloom way, but really what we're saying is just get informed. It's caution because we've had it so good, so easy for so long Mm -hmm. that we've, Thrown caution to the wind. Buy it; it'll go up, no problem. And you know, it did. And it was as much as you imaginably can, because mm-hmm. in, you know the rates are so low; they're almost free money. Yeah. Now, the best thing I can suggest is call a mortgage broker, mm-hmm. get them to do a review of your of your mortgage, where you're at, what the possibilities are, and if you don't have a great mortgage broker. Email us at info at Decker Team. Or you could call us. Or call 613-860-4663. And we'd right. be happy yeah. to refer you to a fabulous one. Right. And so we're so grateful that we get to come alongside you and we get to protect our growth and move forward doing a great job in protecting and growing our wealth together. Can paying my mortgage early protect my house value? For over 30 years, we've come alongside you, not only selling and buying real estate, also helping you build your finances, helping you actually even strengthen, heal and flourish in your relationship and just really creating better business and better life. So 30 years of hanging out together. It's been actually really awesome. (laughs) Oh, that's like 40 years of hanging out with you. I know. Anyway, (laughs) so, you know, protecting your equity is a big deal. Yeah, so it's not really, paying my mortgage off early doesn't protect my house value, does it? No, it really protects my equity. Yes. Right? So if values go down, if values mm -hmm. dip a little bit, if I've been fastidious, is that the word? You've been diligent. Yeah, that's the word. Let's work with that one. You've been diligent at paying your mortgage down. Your equity still may go down, but not not like it would have if you hadn't paid anything down. Right. So it's how do we protect our equity in this segment? And the cool thing is there are a few ways to do it, which you already may know. Or maybe in this episode, you'll learn one or two ways you hadn't thought about, or maybe even just a reminder to take it seriously. Because right now, when values are still going up, when interest rates are still pretty low, when things are really very good, but we think there's going to be a little bit of a turn in the market, 
is an amazing time to take the studious action to be able to position yourself to protect that equity that's in your house. You know, I'm a little distracted today. Okay, he did promise we're probably going to disagree on something on this episode. And so I'm waiting for it. I don't know what no, it is. You got your hair done yesterday and it just looks so great. And I know you can't see that on the show, but unless you're watching the replay on YouTube. But man, she did a good job. Way better than I did during COVID. <laughs> True. We became Salon to One around here. And the reason it was called Salon to One by Ken is because there was one proprietor, there was one person that received the services, and the one actually stood for only new experiences. And she was going to give me a bad review on Google. I said, you can't do that. So when it comes to mortgages and paying down your mortgage, there'll be no bad reviews here. There'll just be great insight. And the first thing you can do is do your lump sum payment. As much as you're allowed this year, if you have some cash sitting around, it's an incredibly good thing and to do And a lot of people have it. cash sitting around. Not everybody, but many people with COVID, they continued to get their normal wages, but they spent less. They didn't travel. They didn't go on trips. They you know, maybe didn't buy things. Maybe they got a little afraid of what might happen and they just started socking away money. So you may have some money sitting around. And if you do, it's an amazing opportunity to do your lump sum. Most mortgages have 10%, 15%. They have different amounts depending on the mortgage you signed up for when you got your mortgage that allows you to put a lump sum on it and immediately have extra equity in your house. And if it's sitting there, it's just a really amazing Forced savings. You know, we did that last year, right? Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, we put our 10% down. You know that. I do. I'm know just that. reminding you. Okay. okay. Well, because for decades or a couple decades, <laughs> we didn't have a mortgage. And so then when we got a new one, which was business debt, really. Yeah. We chose it for business, but we chose to so leverage we could our buy house. A commercial building. Right. We chose to leverage our house for the down payment for a business building, which made lots of sense because whether we had the equity in one property or we had the equity spread out between two properties, it was still a lot of equity. Yeah. It just, I had to live with the concept of having a mortgage. And often having a mortgage is a good thing if it lets you buy another income producing property, yes. not if it's for toys. Yeah. So the second way is to double up your payment. Even if you've made your one-time payment, you can double up payments every month up to the value of your payment. So if your payment's 1500, you could pay 3000 a month and that extra 1500 is directly off the principal, right. which then means your next payment is less interest and more principal and so on and so forth. And it just shortens a mortgage unbelievably. And you don't even feel it a lot of times. Right? Especially I this next it. one. The I buy, feel it. The bi-weekly I... <laughs> payment. You don't. Yeah. The bi-weekly payment instead of a monthly payment gives you an extra payment or so a year, which is you, if you're getting paid every two weeks, you won't even notice it. That one I agree. Right? Yeah. And you make actually one extra monthly mm -hmm. payment because there's 13. Right. Double payments, right? Yeah, right. yeah. So really cool. Another one is 
when you're renewing, consider a shorter amortization. If you've got a lower interest rate, I know when we were, you know, in uh, three houses ago, we started at 10%. And when it dropped to 7% when we were renewing, we said, hey, that's a great interest rate. That's a lot less money. Let's shorten our amortization. We increased our payment by only like 80 bucks a month. But the beauty was we took five years off because the interest rate went down. And the struggle right now is people are used to really low interest rates. So low, right? Like crazy Like low. one and a half, two, two and a half percent. Like when they were five, I thought they couldn't go any lower because I had seen them in the 20s. I'd seen them. We had 15% mortgage rate in our first property. So yeah. we had seen that stuff. So when they went under double digit, I thought, wow, we've arrived. And then when they went to five, I thought, wow, this is incredible. And then we've been living under two. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So it is not going to stay that way forever, right? And so now the other thing you can do the fifth the fifth key is do your research. Call a mortgage broker. We can refer you one if you need one, and they're going to do a, a, a mortgage analysis. See what your interest rate is. See what your penalties are. It may be a good time with interest rates so low still, maybe a good time to re-lock in. Even if you've got one or two years left in your mortgage, might be the time to renew. Right. And there may be some discharge fees. So you want to obviously look at the big picture, not only the instant picture, but do like have them work with you to do some spreadsheets. And if you're not a spreadsheet person, become a spreadsheet person no. for this exercise. No, let For your mortgage this, broker do that. Yeah, but you want to be able to read what's there. Yeah. I'm absolutely. just talking about analyzing. Is this the argument you said we were going to have? No. Just, I just think you don't need to understand spreadsheet. You need someone that understands spreadsheets to put all the information in and give you the bottom line. This is what it will cost you to stay with what you are. This is what interest rates may be or may not be when you renew in two years from now. This is what your penalty is. This is your savings over the next five years or 10 years or whatever year. So bottom line it, bottom line it, make it simple for. Or go ahead and spreadsheet it, <laughs> whatever you prefer. <laughs> the point is get the answers in whatever format best serves you. Yeah, because there's one thing for sure. What's for sure? You tell me. Yeah, interest rates, interest, whether you're, let me rephrase that, compound interest. Whether you're paying it or you're receiving it, either way, it's a super powerful thing. Well, and it's either gonna work for you or work against you. So take advantage or make the best use out of compound interest. And we are honored to be your guides on the journey of building wealth and wisdom. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.